us on our podcast, We Are More Than Menopause. Allie and I have been best friends since we were 14 and have always leaned on each other through our entire life cycles. Throughout our friendship, we relied on advice from authors and books like Judy Bloom. And as we got older, we read The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. When we raised our daughters, we read Girlology. But we found that during midlife, there was no guide. So we went back to each other and realized we had to be the guides. And then we thought, hmm, what do other people do that don't have a girlfriend to chat with? So here we are, your girlfriends guiding you through, sharing what we've learned, our trials, our tribulations, the nitty gritty, not so pretty parts, and all the ways we can embrace this stage of our life. Because ladies, we are more than menopause. Hi, Allie. Hi, Pam. Welcome to We Are More Than Menopause, the podcast. Yay! Today, Pam, is an interesting conversation because it's something we're very familiar with. And so we're talking about the balancing act of the sandwich generation, or otherwise called as the multi-generational squeeze. That pretty much say it. (laughs) So I got a little bit of, you know, I like my statistics. So yes, you do. Um, first of all, it's adults who are part of the sandwich generation is uh, someone that has a living parent, age 65 or older, living with them. And oh, wait, living with them? Uh, no, or being the caregiver for them. So caregiver or living with them and having a child under the age of 18 or supporting a grown child. So, and then there's something called the triple decker sandwich, which is you have your aging parents. And you have a adult child and their child. So that's the grandchildren. So this is about, they talk about, it's about 38% of Americans are financially supporting their adult children and their adult parents. Wow. Big number. Big Big, number. Big, big, big. big. And as (laughs) life expectancy um, increases, so does that timeline, it, it's longer for our adult parents. And as we know that we are supporting our adult children longer than we used to either. So not only are we squeezed, but we're squeezed for a longer amount of time. Right. So we're squeezed emotionally. We're squeezed financially. Yeah. It's yep. a oof. When your parents were sick, when your mom was living with you, Mm -hmm. were your kids in your house? They were. Both of my parents are gone now. So I'm not living that right now, but I did for a while. So when my father passed away, my mother moved in with us and I had, my daughter was still in high school and my son had just started college and the other children were gone. So we had my mom who was emotionally spent because of my dad had passed as well as physically she wasn't moving she didn't want to do anything she's just like i'm like mom let's go do this no i don't want to no i don't want to and so her health was declining as well so i was going back and forth to doctor appointments for her i was going back and forth to concerts and choirs and plays and school things for my daughter and I was financially scraping and to try to help my children that were in college so I was 
so squeezed. Yeah. So and squeezed. Do you, I remember those doctor's appointments used to take forever. Oh, ever. Take right. Forever. And then there was always something additional to the doctor's appointment. Then they had to go for yes. whether like it be an IV or something like that. And yep. then you had to pick up their prescription. I mean, it wow. was like an all day. It was. Event. And getting them in and out of the car. Yes. It was a full-time job. I, it was I mean, a, it was definitely a full-time job. And so you did this as well. I did. You did this twice. You've done this several times. I did it once for my mom. For, I mean, she only lasted six months mm -hmm. before she died, but it was a really rocky six months. And then my in-laws, it was a very interim situation and they lived with us for six weeks. And uh, it was all just exhausting emotionally physically having to do things it's you know I did it for my parents but then mm -hmm. having to do it for my in-laws and mm -hmm. interestingly that the burden always falls on typically not always yeah. I shouldn't say always typically falls on the woman right and that's what the study says is that the study says that primarily it's the women the mothers that build the burden and the stress because they feel like once again, they have to do it all, right? right. They have to do it all. So well, I can uh, tell you that for me, I dealt with it by um, sitting and waiting for the uh, for the alcohol delivery when my <laughs> in-laws were, were with us. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. So, no, I just I just uh, do what I always do, and I was just pushed it down, push it down, push it right. down, and shove it down, and make it tight in there so I don't have to deal with it. So. I I remember um, calling, talking to you, and you and mm -hmm. I would commiserate on the phone. Yes. And we talked about uh, getting a home for our moms on the beach. Yeah, right? we would put them together. on rocking chairs. Yes, yes that's together, right. so that right. we I could sit on that. the beach, and our moms right. would be and right. just chit chat yeah. and complain to each other. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you um, know, the one thing that I always—I've got a friend who's going through this right now. And one thing that I always say is, I know it's so difficult, but it's temporary. And it you is. don't realize how temporary it is until it's done. Until your, your parents are gone or your children are raised. Then you're like, wow, wow, that was really faster than I expected it to go. And then but it's it final. It doesn't make it any less hard. And so I right. know that, you know, there's one part of, of our little voice that says, oh, we should just really appreciate these moments, right? And right. I could just hear my mom, you know, sneeze or cough one more time and hear her voice. But the truth is, it was absolute hell. Someday. It was, it was very, very hard. Right. It was hard for you. It was hard for my children and it was hard on my relationship with my husband. So, it, you know, not only are you being squeezed with your time and your finances, yeah. you feel like you're not giving it any time to ever anybody else. It's right. You're frazzled. So you've been through this. I've been through this, but what are some suggestions and how, what can you give our many, many, many listeners that are suffering through this? What are some things that they can do to alleviate some of the squeeze? You know, I say this to people all the time. One of the, there's a couple of things. One is you really, really need to work on self-care. 
you need to make sure to carve out time for yourself. Allow yourself to do it. Yeah, because it it really can exhaust you. And yeah, I I I can tell you, you can go from like you said, one event to another event for your right. children. Let alone work in all of that, right? Yeah. You know, work and then um, the caring for the parents. And I, you know, some nights were horrible in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had young children when my mom yeah. really sick living with us because you would go to sleep at night and you'd never know what would happen in the middle of the night. And there was always, not always, but there was often stuff that would come up in the middle of the night. And right. it just was, it was hard. So self-care, I would say is really, really key. But the other pieces, oh my goodness, please ask for help. If you mm-hmm. have siblings, you're right. You have to get them to do their part. And how'd that go for you? Not so well. However, so well for me there either. were times that <laughs> it was a it was a demand and, and not just a request. There you go. That's the difference. And I think that makes a difference when you demand like you absolutely have to advocate for yourself in yeah. that situation and you get the support you need. So ask for help, rely on siblings. You know, if I'm very blessed to have a community around me that I've built for many, many years that I'm able to, to ask for help for. And they were very supportive. Uh, there's so many people that don't want to burden anybody, but sometimes you're like, can you just come sit at the house so I can go out to dinner with my husband? That's right. Just, it doesn't mean that they have to come do anything difficult. You know, just come watch a, you know, a, a light television show or a movie with my mom. And I can um, tell you, so can by the out. way, in the, in that process, that, that the gift is really in allowing people to help. Because people really do want to help. They do. They do. And when you shut them out, it it doesn't offer that other connection that it creates a different relationship with you mm. and that friend too. Right. Right. There That's is a true. gift in that. And I think we forget about that. Yep. People really do want to help. We have to be honest. We really have to be upfront in our struggles. And I think as women, we tend to, like you said, we push everything down, we push it down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like taking a, a ping pong ball into a bucket of water and you push it down all the way. And then when you let right. it go, what happens? It yep. pops up out of the water and it just springs out. And so that's kind of what happens with our emotions, right? So we push it down, right. we push it down, we push it down. And then one day it just brings out and there's the, you know, the deregulation and there's the emotional outburst. There's the, there, there's the overwhelming emotion that we just can't contain anymore. But if yeah. we talk about it, if we journal about it, if we talk to our friends, it really does make a difference. We can't push our stuff down anymore. Well, and I do think talking about it, but I do like that idea of journaling because I did find my journals um, that I've been writing during that time. And as I look back at it now, it's not that I am reliving it, but I'm also seeing the strength that I had. And I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a tough time. And I 
got through it. So this right. trial that I'm going through right now, I can do. I can do this because I've done hard. I've done really hard. Yeah. And so it's nice to be able to reflect on that and see you those know, raw emotions and realize you, you got through it. You did. Yes. Yes. We do need to recognize that strength in ourselves. And I, I always say, if you're here today, mm-hmm. you actually got through the hardest time of your life. You're right. So far, you're right. You yep. have made it through. You have the strength. And so, yep. you know, it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly as you're going through it. And we have to tap into the people around us. We have to tap into the community around us. You were fortunate to have your Mm -hmm. church that you guys were really involved with. I had some good friends who, like you said, were willing to come and just sit with my mom. And even coming and sitting with me. Exactly. With my mom. Oh, right. Exactly. So that is really helpful. It's it's tough. And then our parents, when they age, they regret and they become mm-hmm. very stubborn. And oh, oh, absolutely. Very, well, you yeah. know what? They're, they're still a, adults that have been our parents and it's their pride. They are stubborn. They know what they want. And as they get older and sicker, they don't necessarily know what's best for them. Right. So their judgment to, is impaired. Right. So we yeah. have to juggle how to talk to them as our parents. They're not our children. Right. And also communicate to them why this is important. Not you have to do it, mom. You have to do it. You have to do it. So here's um, what I'm going to tell you about that. What has what helped me is to actually bring in their physicians. So when it comes to like a parent driving Mm -hmm, and you need to navigate that very, very difficult decision, I would say you bring in the physicians and and get them on board to give the medical advice that they recommend. And that's a really big help when they say, "Mm, you know what? It's really important that you that you not drive more than two miles or that mm-hmm. you need to eat a certain amount mm-hmm. of nutrients, right? So this is medical advice. Right. This isn't right, your right. child parenting you anymore. Right. That's good. Another thing is when we're talking about self-care and asking for help and getting some help with compliance. And we talked about our siblings. So the one thing that helped uh, my parents, so my my aunt was the caregiver for my grandmother, and she had six young young kids at home, and uh, well, some of them were going off and all that, but uh, six children and my grandmother, and it was it was tense. It was really 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 tough time, but every summer, uh, my parents would take my grandma for the summer. And they would go fun places. They would go, you know, they went to South Carolina. They went on road trips. They were able to do those things that filled my mom's mom with pleasure. And so when the summer came around, it was good for my aunt and her family because the the stress of 
my grandma wasn't there, but then it was good for my parents to be able to have, take that burden. And also it was a good for the relationships. So when I went through it though, my older brother who lived um, close to me had already passed away. And so I had a, a younger brother that has two special needs children and kids at home and he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. But I wish I would have pushed that. I wish I would have just gotten the plane ticket and said, this is happening. You've got to figure this out. Even if it's for two weeks, you have to do this because his children didn't get to spend that time with their grandma. He didn't get to have that time to talk to her. And I didn't get that time to have alone time with my husband. So I would actually very much make that one of those things where you push, where if you're the primary caregiver and you've got a sibling, they need to share that some of that responsibility. Yeah, I I do think that I, I agree with you. I also, I didn't push as hard. There were moments that I did and I, you know, had to buy the plane ticket and I had to, you know, do all of that. Uh, but I think that also for the parent to recognize Absolutely. that, you know, one of your kids isn't really stepping up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's hard for them too. And so we can't make it okay for everybody. Right. We have to make it okay for us too. That's right. got to be a priority because we are doing so much. And, you know, it's like this bucket that we have right. and it's full and we're dishing it out to mom and the kids yep. and you know, maybe the grandkids and, you know, the, the work and the partner and all of that. And, you know, eventually we have this empty bucket we're sitting here. Right. And I also would recommend, and this is something that is very difficult for me, but it was very helpful that I had to establish real clear boundaries for both my mom and my adult children. I had to say, listen, I work full time. I'm gone from this time to this time. I come home. I'm getting dinner together. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I need help. And you can't expect me to sit down and have dinner cooked and on the table for everybody. You can't expect me to go to every single event. You can't expect. I had to just set clear boundaries. that says, I can't do it. By the way, that has to be done. Whether you have an aging parent, well, that's true, or not, right? I think boundaries is one of the most important things that we as adults have to create. Mm-hmm. But I think for this situation, it's even more important for our sanity. Mm-hmm. There is a gift in saying no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, that's a that's a lifelong issue that we all struggle with because we do we are hardwired to meet everybody else's needs. Yes. And exactly. we end up being last on the totem pole. But you know, yep. there's that old adage of, you know, when you're on a plane and the oxygen mask comes down, you have to put the mask mm-hmm. on your own face. Yeah. Uh, before you can do that for anybody else. And I think that we need constant reminders of that. And absolutely. Uh, I agree. Boundaries. Boundaries. And then another thing is resources. You know, there are community resources. You have to Google it. You have to search. You have to do your research. But there are 
free resources. There's resources that people come to the house and just play games with money with your parents. There's resources to, you know, if they are part of hospice, you know, they have so many resources, including therapy. And there's so many amazing things that um, go with that. Your church may have resources, your, your community mental health centers. There are programs <laughs> for you. aging parents. Absolutely. And they have free transportation. If transportation is an issue there, you're right. There are a lot of resources out there and we just tend to get so overwhelmed that we, we do. don't look for them. And I, I remember being in the midst of it and thinking there's got to be help somewhere. There's got to be help somewhere. But I was so frazzled and I also felt like I had to be superwoman. It's funny how when I reached 50, I didn't feel like I needed to do that anymore. But boy, I, I did. I was like, I, I have, I have to do it. I have, because this is what I do. Yeah. Um, so saying no, getting the resources, establishing clear boundaries, prioritizing self-care and asking and, for help. Yes. And really demanding help from yeah. people around you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. So, any other words of wisdom that you can leave us with? I think you wrapped that up pretty nicely. All right. I really think you did. You know, I, and you said it in the beginning, it's, it's limited. Our time is limited with our parents, and that doesn't make it any less frustrating in those moments. Right. And so... Part of that is giving ourselves grace and it's okay to be frustrated with our adult parents. It really yeah, is. It is. And it's, it's okay, okay to be frustrated with our adult children. Oh yeah. Um, doesn't That's a whole make other it... topic. I know. That's another <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but yes, I think that grace for ourselves is super important yeah, daily. Grace. Well, thank you once again for insightful girl chat. I love that we get to have this time to just bond and share it with others too so if you love the show and you want to hear more quick tips and girlfriend chat uh, with we are more than menopause don't forget to subscribe and to like and turn on your notifications and you can also check us out on the website we are more than menopause all right thanks again see you next bye week. Allie bye Pam